Hi, this is Dan. And this is Joe. And this is Enough Room. Is it recording? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally have to wait every time to see whether or not it's recording. But anyway, now that it's recording. <laughs> yes. We are live. We are live. We're, we're live. live. And we're pre-recorded. We're pre-recorded. Yes, we are pre-recorded. A bit unexpectedly, this recording, yes. I will say, because we've been up a mountain and do you want to... Yes. <laughs> yes, we were in the Blue Mountains the last few days, which was... Uh, sort of a um, two out of the three days, the weather was incredible. But the one day we were there for the full day, the weather was horrible. So we stayed inside the whole day, uh, which was a little disappointing. But um, it was a great time It was away. amazing. It was yeah. just, oh, wow, just beautiful. Now, I always say that New Zealand is beautiful. It's just the most <laughs> amazing thing. Mm-hmm. It's the closest thing to heaven. Mm-hmm. But, oh, the Blue Mountains were just amazing. And I've been trying to convince you Australia <laughs> is a big enough country to have some beautiful places. And sure enough, just less than two hours drive from home. From Sydney. Stunning. Who knew? Yes. <laughs> Who knew? So, yeah. anyway. And, yes. and so, yeah, we, we got down from the mountain and we were looking at um, this letter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we received this letter, was it? Well, I mean... I guess letter is a maybe a modern oh, yeah. day term for it. It was actually a Facebook message. A Facebook message, Just yeah. to clarify for people. But um, yes, I received this Facebook message um, many months ago. Three months, four months ago. Um, I guess I mean, you'll ultimately probably hear, hear this coming through, but it is, it is after our engagement. So certainly this year, um, but probably around January. So yeah quite a few months yeah and it's quite a long message as well yes um and there's a lot in there 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 is a lot and we receive messages from people yeah um a lot of them i will say is really good very supportive um encouraging questions questions wanting to know more about our experience um this one was one of those that i had you know put in a different pile (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was a bit of a different message and one that um we have responded to but um i think we wanted to we thought we'd respond to it in more depth yeah in this podcast because yeah. we think there is a lot of um i guess common questions yeah. in there and i think it just it brings up so much and that's one reason that this is a bit of an impromptu recording because yeah. <laughs> as we were reading through it we just went yes there's so much here that we want to talk about and that we wish we had heard in a sense yeah. and and, yeah. and we want to share with you so yeah um we're just going to go through that message it will take a number of episodes i'm sure <laughs> um considering how many um topics we've already found after going yeah. just through the first paragraph um and yes it is multiple paragraphs so yeah this might take a while but. and 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 yeah what we what we've decided we'd do is we'll probably read a paragraph or a line here and there and then just focus in on what we um, think are some key questions mm. or key concepts or yep. key ideas that we want to actually, you know, just explore a bit. Because yep. um, as lovely as the letter is, <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm, mm. um, as lovely as the letter is, um, she does actually bring up quite um, yeah. interesting and important points. There's some good questions in yeah. the sense that I think they're 
as I said, I think they're common questions and I think they're even ideas and thoughts that I used to have. Yeah. And so, so I think it's important to answer yeah. them. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, so I'm going to read it and then um, I might get you to start off because I think, um, yeah, I think it's related to, uh, to you because it's addressed to you. Um, so it says, hey, Daniel, I saw your testimony some years ago where you expressed some of your struggles with same-sex attraction. Um, now, some of our listeners would obviously know who you are mm-hmm. and would have an idea about what this testimony is. Yep. Um, and I think what we were talking about earlier is that testimonies are basically our stories. Yes. Um, and I think it'd be good to give people a bit of an idea about our yeah. story, you know, just just briefly, like, yeah, do you want to share a bit on that? Yeah, I'll um, try and... Uh give a quick rundown version. I know that at times I've taken a good hour or so to tell my, um, my testimony. So I'll try not to take that long. Um, I think, uh, where to start, I guess ultimately as everything, it starts in childhood. And, um, I think I grew up in an Adventist home. Um, I'm multi-generational Adventist. Um, my grandfather on one side was an Adventist pastor. Um, and, and so I, I grew up in the Adventist faith well and truly. Um, the Adventist church was just part of my life. Um, I lived, uh, I guess the part of my life that I remember, I grew up on the campus of an Adventist school across the road from an Adventist church. Um, I went to the Adventist school my whole life. And so, um, I guess I was just constantly surrounded by Adventism. And yet when I was growing up, I always felt different. And I didn't know what it was at the time. I, you know, I enjoyed playing with Barbie dolls and and making candles with my best friend in (laughs) primary school. And, and to me, that was what was fun. I enjoyed sitting at home doing cross stitch with mum. And, and, um, I remember when I graduated primary school, I wanted to give the school a gift and, thank them. And so I did a cross stitch for them. No. And it's still hanging wow. in their office. <laughs> wow. I have to see a picture of this. Yes. So one day I might just take you there. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, you know, that was, that was my childhood. And, yeah. and to me, it was different. Yeah. I didn't enjoy going outside playing sports like the other mm. boys in my class. And so I knew something was different, but I, I guess I didn't really know what it was. I couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when I got to puberty, that's when I guess it started. I started to notice I was still yeah. different, yeah. but I didn't, yeah, I didn't necessarily know mm. why. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to sort of like fit my story into yeah. this as well. Cause I think it'd be good to have them just go side by side, almost exactly the same. Um, I grew up in an Adventist home while mum was an Adventist and she was, again, a multi-generational Adventist. Um, Dad at that point was, you know, sort of agnostic, atheist, weird place. Um, But yeah, we grew up in an Adventist home. The earliest memories I have are in a church, pathfinders, adventurers, Mm -hmm. uh, being in Sabbath school, you know, all of that. Um, And yeah, exactly. And again, at a very young age feeling like something was different. Something yeah. just didn't um, add up. Um, I I don't know if I was, and I grew up in Fiji. I wasn't necessarily into playing rugby, but mm. I loved, you know, running around outside. I loved playing volleyball. 
Um, I also love, you know, staying in doors as well. So a bit of a mix there. Um, but, but yeah, I always felt like something was different. Yeah. And it's a weird feeling to have because yep. you don't really know how to express it. Yeah. I guess. And I think as a child, you, you want to fit in. Yes. You're, you're still developing and, and you're in that, um, I guess you're in that stage of life mm. where having friends yeah. is everything. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's actually quite, um, I think it's, it's just a huge deal feeling different yeah. as yeah. a child. And, and as a child, you're not ready to handle the feelings of being rejected. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I can just imagine how damaging that might be, which probably explains a lot about me. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so um, f- for you, when do you think you started to realize why you were different? Um, I think it would probably be... I definitely knew that as a young child, I seemed to relate more with, the girls okay yeah and seem yes. to be more interested with hanging out with them and the yep. things they were into um even though i had you know i used to go to my cousins almost every school holidays and they were male um so i had you know a good surrounding of men in my life but yeah I always just seemed to gravitate yeah. that way just i was more interested yeah more. yeah yeah and and i think once i got into puberty that just went from zero to a hundred in yep. terms of, you know, of finally realizing mm, there's something more to this than just like, you know, yeah. uh, playing dress up and all of those things. Would you say that was sort of the same? See, yeah. for me, I, I don't think that I could say that. Mm. To be honest, I didn't really accept or even know that I was gay as such. Yeah. I, I mean, saying it almost sounds strange, but I didn't really know that until I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school... I still just thought I was different. Okay. And I still just thought that, I I guess in a sense, what I actually thought was that I was being a really good Adventist because I wasn't attracted to girls and I wasn't, not that I wasn't attracted to girls, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't like, I guess, experiencing some of the things the other guys in my class were where I was just really struggling with attraction to girls and wanted to sleep with them and So I think I thought I was being a great Adventist because that wasn't even crossing my mind. Yep. And, and But it didn't cross my mind that I was gay. Mm. I just thought I was a good Adventist kid and I wasn't yep. tempted. Because, and, and that's interesting that you mentioned, you know, it didn't cross your mind that you were gay. When I was a kid, it didn't cross my mind that I was gay. And a lot of that is because there wasn't really many gay Fijian couples mm. or married couples that I could look at and go, yes, this yep. makes sense. Um, yeah. Nothing and you could relate to. Nothing I could relate to. And yeah. I guess growing up for you as well in terms of the yeah. church. I mean, I was different in the sense that there were some, admittedly mm. some, not a lot of, of gay representation on in media, on television. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I couldn't relate to that. Yeah. Because oftentimes it was presented as people who are very promiscuous, who mm. are really effeminate, yeah. uh, really flamboyant. And I just, I, that That's... wasn't me. And, <laughs> yeah. and so I think for me, yeah, that wasn't, and it was just not an option. Mm. Um, so I think um, trying to be, <laughs> be brief about this, um, I think ultimately when I, when I finally could, um, I guess, acknowledge that I was gay, mm. as I said, was in college. Yeah. 
Um, now that took a bit of a process. I had had girlfriends for many years and in mm. college, I probably had my most serious relationship with another girl. Um, but it, in a sense, that relationship is what convinced me that I was gay Okay. because of just some experiences in that mm. relationship. And, um, I, 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 yeah, I guess ultimately I realized that I was attracted to another man in my class and I was not attracted in the same way to this girl to I was dating. Girl. And I, I felt bad. I felt like this was unfair to her mm. and I needed to break it off. Okay. Um, now I can't say I necessarily handled that situation very well, but um, I you know, don't really blame myself. I wasn't that yeah. old and I was confused. Yeah, know? yeah. And so somehow this lady who sent this message mm. has heard your story. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And she specifically mentions a struggle. So... Uh, what happened? I guess there's something. Yeah. So I, I think when I first came out, I told every, well, I didn't tell many people, but those that I did tell, I told them that I was gay, but I believed it was wrong. And therefore I was never going to practice. As a good Adventist. Would. Yes. Yeah. And I just felt like that was the only option. Mm-hmm. Um, changing wasn't an option. I was just going to have to live a celibate life basically. Yeah. Um, however, probably a year or two after I came out and had said that I ended up in a relationship with this man that was in my class um, or at college with me. And um, that, that kind of shocked me in a sense. I wasn't necessarily expecting that at the same time. I obviously could tell I was heading down that dark path. path. Um, that in a sense, it almost surprised me how normal that felt. Mm. how natural that felt and how freeing that felt. I still felt a huge amount of guilt yep. in a sense, but at the same time, I'd actually heard these people, uh, lecturers at college actually, talking about this idea that the Bible actually doesn't condemn homosexuality. That to me was just a totally foreign concept. Um, so I think in the back of my mind, I, I had that playing again and again, and I'd actually written an, an essay to that particular lecturer arguing how the Bible absolutely condemns homosexuality. Mm. Um, but over the years that had just played on my mind. And I think at the time I was, I was just accepting it. Mm. I hadn't studied it. I hadn't really put a lot of thought into it, yeah. but I was accepting it and I was talking myself through that. But while I was in that relationship, I had someone come and give me a message from God Now, that may sound really strange to you out of context. Um, And I, I, yes, because I do want to be brief, I don't really have a lot of time to go into context. My testimony may still be available online somewhere for those of you who do want to find it. I don't actually know where, but surely if you Google it, you might find it if you want more context for that. But let's just say um, a man gave me a message from God and I took that to mean I needed to get out of that relationship and... In turn, I also took it through a number of experiences to mean that I was now converted. That you were now straight. Yes. So um, I started sharing that. And that's why you can find my testimony online. Because I started sharing this idea that if you get to know God well enough, he will change you. And I did that on video. I um, preached it from various pulpits. Um, I recorded it. I went to um, Orlando, uh, Florida, 
um, mm-hmm. shared my testimony there. I went to some of the Western states in the US, shared my testimony there, shared it in a few places in Australia, um, shared it a number of times in the Philippines. And so, um, and uh, that was in person. Um, aside from that, it was recorded online and shared globally through that means, I okay. guess. Um, by no means am I, you know, world famous, but people around the globe have heard my testimony. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me that some but, people have responded now that they've seen that we're in a same sex relationship. Yeah. And, and, and she's obviously read that and gone, what's going on yeah. here? Um, and yeah, I think it's interesting that she specifically mentions that testimony to begin with. Yes. Recognizing that, you know, that's probably where, probably where she first heard you, but she also talks about how, um, you were expressing some of your struggles Struggle. with same sex yeah. attraction back then. Now I don't have the same story as you. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like I had the same struggle. Yes. And I know a lot of people who are gay in the church also experience the same struggle. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting when I say that word, I know a lot of people are automatically going the struggle of being gay. Yes. And somehow the problem is with being yes. gay. Yes. Um, they think that because, um, and we might get into this a little yeah. bit more, but um, the statistics show that depression and anxiety and mental health issues are often higher amongst people in the queer community in yes. the, who are gay. Yeah. And people think that's because they're gay. Yeah. A side effect of being gay. Yeah. So it's not like a package deal. Yeah. You get gay and you also get yeah. um, all of these things alongside yeah. it. Um, but I think, and you would probably agree with this, I had that understanding. Uh, I, that was my understanding yeah. of my life as a gay person, as a gay Christian, is yeah. that this is wrong. Yeah. And... All of these other issues that I'm dealing with, yeah. my depression, my says, you know, my sense of self worth, everything that I'm dealing with is because, because I am that. gay. Yeah. Um, As you said, it like a side effect. Yeah, side effect. And you know, I was on um, antidepressants for like about yeah. six months, um, and I had so many other issues uh, because mm. I was struggling with my sexuality yes or struggling with what the church had taught me about my sexuality yes or what society had you know taught me about how i should feel about being gay um and for me that's where the struggle was this yeah uh, now that i am here at this point in my life and i look back on that journey and then i realized no the problem wasn't being gay it was struggling yeah. with everyone else's opinion and ideas of what being gay was about and trying to meet those expectations and trying to be straight. Yes. I I think so much of this has to do with our identity. That that's what the struggle is because we all want to try and figure out who we are. And, and when you are, when you're growing up, when you're going through life, and you start to realize I am gay, that the struggle is not because you are gay. It's because of, you know, everything that goes along with that, you know, that there's discrimination, you know, that society, um, I mean, it's getting better. Absolutely. But society can see that as wrong. It's, it's abnormal. And particularly as a child, as we talked about earlier, you want to be normal. You want to fit in. 
Mm. Um, particularly in a Christian context, you know that from the church's perspective, it is wrong. And not just because it's different, but the Mm. church believes it's morally wrong. And so how can you can't just accept that identity. Yeah. You can't just accept that about yourself. You you struggle with that identity because yeah. it's it's almost like it's not an option. And if yeah. you choose that, you're going to suffer for the rest of your life because you're going to have to give up. You're potentially going to have to give up your church. Yeah. And as we both talked about, the, the church was our life. We were raised yeah. in the church. Yeah. So it's not an easy decision to give that up. So yeah. the struggle, as you said, is not necessarily because we're gay. The struggle is because of how people respond to us yeah. being gay. And dealing with that pressure um, that's on a child. Yeah. The pressure of society on a young child yeah. and then a teenager and then, you know, growing up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can understand why. Um, I had those issues and, you know, in some yeah. cases still have. Um, and I think for me, like growing up in that context, when you are struggling to figure out your identity and who you are and you don't like who you are because it is different. For me, I learned how to hide that mm. and I learned how to act in a certain way and behave a certain way that was what I believed to be acceptable. Yeah. And I think through that whole process, that's how now I have gotten to the point, even as a 30-year-old, I'm still in this mindset where I almost don't know who I really am and I struggle to know my identity. Mm. Um, But I also just have so many struggles with self-worth because my whole life I have been convinced that I am not worthy and I'm not good enough and Mm. I am broken and there is something wrong with me, not because I've done the wrong thing, but just because of that's who I am. That's how I was born and that's how I was, that's how I think naturally. Yeah. And I, that I think just is a huge burden for people to carry. And that's why it is a struggle. And when we're talking about discrimination, you know, um, a lot of conversations about it right now yeah. but it happens in our community in yeah. in our you know in our churches as soon as someone comes out as gay for some reason we suddenly see them as second class i guess yes uh, and i put up a post recently on instagram uh, on our instagram page um just looking at discrimination and how it affects um people yes and studies have shown that you know it does have physical um, in fact, negative yeah. e- uh, effects on us, not only physical, but also emotional. And um, yeah, it's just crazy how much something like that affects us. And in a church setting, it can be whether or not someone can take active part in church, whether they're up the front or, you know, whether they're being told, no, you can't do that because you're gay. You can only sit yeah. in the pews and that's it. Yeah. Um, whether or not you're invited to certain gatherings, whatever it might be, but those things actually affect our young people. Yeah. Not only our young people, but even our older people who are struggling with the pressures of being gay in church. Um, And I think it's just very sad because an illustration I read was a plant needs, you know, nutrients 
uh, and sunlight in order to grow and to be fabulous and all of that. But as soon as you take that away, as soon as you take away the sunlight, as soon as you take away the nutrients, yeah. its growth becomes stunted. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's sort yeah. of what's happening um, in our churches, in our communities. Yeah. Um, and I've, I feel like there is just so much to be unpacked here but um i also know we we don't want to take too much of your time and i think for me um that whole just talking about how that discrimination affects our ability to grow Mm. um you know i think over the past few years I have grown so much and I think we are all constantly growing in our understanding and our beliefs in our interpretation of the Bible and our, our knowledge of God and who he is and our relationship mm. with God. And it, it, we're just constantly growing. And when you're surrounded by that discrimination, it does stunt that growth. But I think it's interesting, you know, reading, reading this message where she says, you know, you're expressing your struggles with same-sex attraction. I, I kind of think back and go, wow, that was a, that was a hard time to when I was actually struggling with that every day. Hmm. Now I've gotten to this point where I can be proud of who I am. Yes. And you know, that's something that I, I had always struggled to understand I'd always struggle to understand why do why are there these pride parades for the LGBTQ plus community? Why do they have these pride parades? Why is there gay pride? Why is there a pride flag? What's with all of this pride? How can they be yeah. proud of themselves? Um, but now I, I really, I guess I understand it because, um, I, you know, I heard someone say something recently and I'm, I guess... I could relate it to my own experience. And as, as they said, some people, and I think earlier this year, there was people who put together a a straight pride parade kind of going, well, if you can be proud to be gay, I can be proud to be straight, but that's not the point. That's not the point. It's not just pride for pride's sake. The reason I'm proud to be gay is because my whole life I have struggled with it and I have been, convinced i have believed that i should be ashamed of that Mm. it's not something to be proud of but something to be ashamed of and something that i should hide but now being able to say that i am proud of being gay is allowing me to accept myself for who i am Mm. it's allowing me to i guess almost reject that discrimination reject that suppression and allow myself to grow. Mm. And, you know, I think aside from that, now that I have gotten to that point through this whole process, I've also been able to realize something else. And that is, as it says in 1 John 3 verse 1, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. I realize that that us includes me. Just look at it. We're called children of God, and that is who we are. We are children of God, and through this whole process, I have been able to go from struggling 
with my identity and struggling with mm. who I am to being able to be proud of who I am and understanding that I am loved by God and I am a child of God. No matter what the color of my skin, no matter what my sexuality, no matter what my circumstances, I am a child of God and that is my identity. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room. We'll be dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Till next time. Bye.